No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Osiris. What's up? This is Ryan Stasek from Humphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts, connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics Magazine. Osiris.
strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I've searched the internet high and low looking for information on Ryder. I can't find it. I don't, I don't like to put that shit out there. Okay. Oh, here's Ryder with his sexy voice again. See, you did it wrong. I searched low to high. You searched high to low. You're doing it backwards, dude. That's how you find out more information. <sighs> Whatever. That's one of my secrets. I know how to work the inner tubes. Webs. Oh, wait. I just gave away a secret. Rewind. Never mind. I didn't do anything. You didn't rewind anything, dude. All you did was make your friggin' face go. Ugh. You sound like so a turkey. <laughs> You're so silly. Why do you act like that? As soon as I start recording, it's like you turn into a completely different person. You're right. N- none of this ever happens <laughs> off air. Hey now, no simple road family. Welcome back to another joy-filled, sunshiny. Uh, I mean, it's Sunday fun day. Spring it's a day. little cloudy. That has nothing to do. You said sunshiny. The episode is sun. This is your episode. <laughs> I'm just saying right now. You're sunshiny. Look at those beautiful eyes. Aww. Come on, man. Those are sunshiny eyes. eyes. I do. Really I, it makes my eyes pop. Mm-hmm. Blue does make my eyes pop. I'll be honest. Oh, wow. Look at him. <laughs> wow. He gets one episode on a, a mid-range podcast and he's, his head explodes. <laughs> I've. I've always been this cocky. No, notice I didn't say baby podcast. No, no, no. Mid level. We are. We are now yep. mid level. We're pretty much. Mi- we're pretty much. I don't mid-level. know. I'm. Yeah, we're not like super hot. Like, we're not playing the major leagues, but we're not playing we're not like kitty Hansel. kitty no baseball anymore. That Hansel is so hot right now. <laughs> what? No, we're not like that. But we're not a baby podcast anymore. Nope, we're, nope, a nope. we're a toddler podcast. We're a toddler pod. We are toddling through the interwebs <laughs> as a, as a podcast. Watch us toddle. If okay. listen to us toddle. Look, okay, you can watch too. We're still in our diapers though. Speak for yourself, dude. We have, we have pull-ups. All right. Okay, at look. This point. <laughs> there has been entirely too much diaper talk on the porch lately. Oh, it's because there's babies. Babies. Babies in the air. That's not what I meant, but I yeah, think, that too. I think oh, okay. Have to listen to it every uh, week. That is totally why I keep mentioning diapers. Okay, well, all right. I'm not going to get into it. I'm just, I'll save the diaper talk for later. So, hi, guys. We're glad you're back. It's You know what's weird is, like, I was telling the crew yesterday, with what we have scheduled right now, if we just do those interviews and don't schedule anyone else, right... We have enough episodes. We will have enough episodes to release into August or September of this year. Damn. Yeah, man. Well, we're because well, we're scheduled all the way out till August already. No, we're not. We're no. Our schedule our la- ends. Our last schedule's on our, the first, isn't it? Well, okay. So we have like guests that are scheduled coming up, but they, Justin and I talked a while back. There's a point. Justin and I talked a while back, and we decided we were going to wait until after um, Dead & Company to schedule more guests. Oh, okay. And so we stopped. 
and the only things that we have on our schedule after Dead and Company are Fish, Joe Roos is Almost Dead, and now Government Mule. But that will change. But my well, point was... We, uh, did we get rid of it? Because we definitely have some on the calendar. Well, we got an interview with oh, the Yeah. Involved. So, yeah. No, the point was, we're kicking ass. And I'm proud of us, man. Yeah. And it's fucking cool. NSR. Yeah, man. And, and we're coming up on our year anniversary, guys. Yeah. yeah. What is One it, year August? anniversary. I recorded the first episode on the 4th of July. But when did we release our first episode? Um, uh, August something. I, w- I was super nervous about releasing that, and yeah, I waited a long time, and it took me. It, it yeah, it took me a while. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out how to do it actually, because because you did it in private, and then you did it in front of everybody. Yeah, when I did the first one, like I That's came out here when everybody was kind of still sleeping. <laughs> he eloped. And, yeah, on that one, and recorded it by myself. I had I was scared. I was scared. Oh and it was embarrassing hearing my voice. Oh, how cute. Man. I get that for like, sure. Like, super embarrassing hearing my own voice at first. It, it took a while to get used to that shit. I know. It, embar- now, it embarrasses me to hear your voice. <laughs> stand to hear myself talk. I love it. Yeah, I, still have yeah, a I see what you did. <laughs> what? What? It's <laughs> <laughs> like umpteen. You guys talking shit over there, and I missed it. <laughs> it's only two. You'll hey, hear it later. You know what? It's okay to, to like the sound of your own voice. I still don't like it. We were listening to this episode earlier. Thanks a lot, Ryder. You don't like the sound of my voice? No, exactly. No, I don't like the sound of my voice. It's embarrassing to hear your voice. I don't like hearing any of your guys' voices. I guess it's just kind of like looking at yourself in the mirror naked. Like, at some point, you have to let it stop being embarrassing and let it start looking good to you. Like, yeah. Well, that's a whole different thing. I love looking at myself naked (laughs) in the mirror. Oh, really? Wow. So, Apple, tell us. Tell us more. Why why wouldn't you love looking at yourself naked? people would have a lot of reasons why. For seeing things. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Move along. Nothing no, to see I'm, here. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at No Simple Road. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. Head over to the website for stickers. We are out of shirts. Oh, yay. So Thank I just want to say, yeah, Mary, Mary, Mary at Absorb and Exhale on Instagram is the proud recipient of the <laughs> final No Simple Road hand logo shirt. Let's hear it for her. Yay! Yay, Mary. We loved um, her anyway. Everybody who has one of those um, hand No Simple Road shirts, um, Aaron has like this cute little vision of everybody getting a picture um, taken with Chris Robinson with our shirt on because um, Rosie Rowe, Rowe, you started that whole thing. And then we talked to PJ and PJ, he's in the works of getting that um, mission uh, to be accomplished. So everybody who has one of those hand shirts, take a bitchin picture like something really cool and send it to us. And let's have like a little uh, photo album with where that hand shirt has been on. It's no simple road. That's fucking cool. So you just brought up PJ. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to play the audio file that PJ sent to us. So last week I alluded to it and said I couldn't play it. And I thought that he said I couldn't play it, but I was wrong. And I admit yeah. once again, it's a good one. It's the, I was wrong. This is, this is actually so the best one we've received. Yeah. I, I, I 
It's I don't. The, I think it's the best one quality for the time wise. Yeah. When we got like like when we got Calder's Call, yeah. mail. Okay, I take that back. You know what I mean? Like it was every, good. the the point that it I'm trying to make to is that you guys though. continue to wow us. Everybody that's been contacting us, you may think like, oh, I don't. What what am I gonna say? They're probably not even gonna read it. But honestly, you guys, you're feeding you're feeding the fire right now. Like you guys are like the coal that's burning up our engine and and sending us these amazing like sound bites or pictures or artwork in the mail or emails or um patreon subscribers or like whatever but you're like participating with us so it is like uh jim morrison would say it's lighting my fire so oh shit boom so i don't think that pj needs any more introduction than that so check this out my name is pj and i'm from new hampshire and this is the story of my first experience taking LSD. It was at a Dead End Company show at Fenway Park in Boston, Saturday, June 17th, 2017, and I was 37 years old. I'll pick up the story right before I dropped. I had gone to the show with two of my best friends. I'll call them Tom and Don, along with one of their friends, Ed. We were hanging out at a bar called The Foundation Room, which sits above the House of Blues across the street from Fenway. The place has this trippy Indian-Asian vibe to it that we all thought was appropriate given what we were about to do. Now, going to the show that day, we had put a plan in place. We had five tabs between us. Don, Ed, and I were all taking one. Tom was going to double dose. I was the only one who had never taken LSD before, though I have taken mushrooms a handful of times, so at least I had my toe in the water of what I was getting myself into. Now, the show was going to start at 6.30, so the plan was we'd drop at about 5.45 and head in at about 6 o'clock. That way, we thought we would have come on by then and we'd be 100% ready to go by the time the band took the stage. 5.45 came around, and we decided to head to the bathroom for a little seclusion, which ended up being more complicated than we thought it would be. The foundation room has this strange setup, and the bathroom is down this weird labyrinth of hallways, or at least it felt like it, and we ended up having to ask someone how to find it. The people we asked were very helpful. Apparently, they hadn't been able to find the bathroom either and had to ask someone else themselves, and they were happy to return the favor. So the first time I took acid was in the bathroom in a bar above the House of Blues. On our way back, we ran into people who were lost on their way to the bathroom, so we were more than happy to repay the favor to them. I then bumped into a co-worker, and he introduced me to his fiance, which was awkward because I still had the tab under my tongue and I couldn't speak without a lisp. Come to find out, he and his friends were all tripping on mushrooms, so I didn't feel as bad. Despite some conversational distractions with some friendly strangers, we were right on time. I should probably mention that this LSD was particularly potent, and the come-up took about 10 minutes. That whole body-warm tingle and the amazingly happy, positive mood it put us in was something that I dug right away, and I knew right then and there that I had made a good choice. We got into the park and found our seats, and for about half an hour, which passed rather quickly, we laughed almost nonstop and played the What Song Do You Want to Hear game. My three were The Music Never Stopped, Eyes of the World, and Black Muddy River. There were a ton of hugs shared, and I love you mans, and I couldn't imagine being here without you guys. It was wonderful, and the show hadn't even started yet. Tom, again, who had taken two tabs, kept repeating, there's so much energy in here, there's so much energy in here, there's so much energy in here. Then the show started, and they opened with the music never stopped. I was unprepared for the wave of vibration and energy from the crowd, and I immediately understood what Tom had been talking about. It was about 15 seconds into the show, and I got it. I couldn't stop smiling. I started texting a couple friends and gave them updates throughout the night on how I was doing and what I was feeling because in my mind I had to. I had to explain as much as I could because I didn't want to forget anything. The band followed up with Cold Rain and Snow and it's about this time that I peaked. 
For about 15 minutes, I was able to, at will, jump in and out of this ridiculous visualization. The best way I can describe it, it was like looking into the side of a box, and inside this box was essentially Primus album covers come to life. A little clay family in a little clay living room watching a little clay TV. I was aware enough to know that it wasn't right there in front of me, and it wasn't an actual physical thing I could touch. I knew it was my imagination, but holy shit was that image vivid. All I had to do was turn my head to the right, and the box would be there. I would turn my head to the left, and the box would vanish. The rest of the first set included me and my uncle, Big Boss Man, Ramble on Rose, Sugary, and Passenger rounded it out. I still remember that feeling of being sucked back to earth once the band stopped playing and the vibe got cut. I turned to my friends to discuss how amazing this experience was and realized that only Don was there, and he was in the midst of a full-blown panic attack. He kept saying, I have to leave, over and over again. And I had my first ever mild psychedelic freakout. Feeling an overwhelming urge to regain control, I told Don to head down to the entrance by the street, but not to leave until I found Tom and Ed. I tried calling Tom, but he had shut his phone off. Knowing how the double dose had got on top of him, I panicked slightly. I didn't know what to do, so I did what I thought would be best. I called my wife, who was at home with our two boys. After hurriedly explaining my situation and revealing to her that I was on LSD, which maybe I didn't tell her I was going to do beforehand, the universe resolved all my problems. Tom walked right past me, still reeling but feeling okay. I told my wife I'd talk to her later to let her know that I was alright, and Tom and I returned to our seats. I called Don to tell him, and he had randomly bumped into Ed and was coming down from his panic attack. This whole process took up about 95% of the set break. Now back at our seats, I looked at Tom and asked if he was alright. After a positive response, I yelled, Good! Now grab your paddle, because here comes the second wave! As the band started playing Dancing in the Streets. A song I don't particularly like, but damned if I didn't love how they played it. Including the parts where they slowed the song down, which at the time I couldn't tell if it was them or the acid. That led into Help Slip, followed by Estimated Eyes, which meant so far I got two out of the three songs I wanted to hear. Drums in Space was next. I've seen Dead & Company four times now, and I've listened to dozens of shows over the last two years, but for my money, the version of drums they played that night is the best one that I've heard. None of the others come close. It still gives me chills when I listen to it. Eventually, Space morphed into a reprise of Eyes of the World. They then jumped into I Need a Miracle and Standing on the Moon, during which I remember becoming very emotional when Bobby sang the line, Standing on the Moon, Talk is Cheap, Vision True, Standing on the Moon, But I'd Rather Be With You and missing my wife terribly. Sad that I couldn't share this experience with her. She doesn't do psychedelics or even smoke pot, and knowing we'll never share what I was feeling then made me tear up a bit, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. The band finished the second set with Franklin's Tower, and I realized at some point during the song, holy shit, I have to drive home in like an hour. So I spent the rest of the show trying to bring myself back down to earth a bit. I noticed at some point Tom had wandered off again, but I could feel that he was okay. Franklin's Tower ended, the lights went out, I then heard the loudest noise I have ever heard in my life. The fans screamed so fucking loud. They were louder than the band had been all night, and I was screaming right along with them. The band came out for the encore, and they played Black Muddy River. And my personal show was complete, even though they played one more Saturday night to cap off the evening because, you know, it was Saturday. Now the real fun began. 45,000 or so deadheads, all coming down, trying to leave all at once. We found Tom at the top of our section. A friendly head had told him to stand right there when he couldn't find our seats and he obliged. He stood in one spot for half of the second set. Later, he would tell me he felt like he left part of his soul at that show. We made our way to the street, and I had this awesome moment with Tom as Don and Ed had gone to get some water. We were standing in the middle of Lansdowne Street, both perfectly still, looking against the flow of pedestrian traffic. 
the people began to blur as they walked around us, and the only things in focus were Tom and I, and I remember this sense of calm embracing me. Just two protruding stones in a river of madness. Now what should have been a 15-minute walk back to the car ended up taking over an hour, as I, the least experienced tripper, had to wrangle three other dudes on LSD. We'd have everyone begin walking, and then one of them would wander off. At one point, Don stopped to get sick, and Ed began encouragingly screaming, That's right! Get the evil out! Get the evil out! Finally, we managed somehow to get back to the car and get out of the parking garage. I could have driven the short route home, which would have taken us past Fenway, now overwhelmed by deadheads and the high-pitched cry of emergency vehicles. Fuck that. I took the long way. On the hour and 20-minute drive, I kept seeing purple flashes coming off the streetlights and couldn't drive with the windows up, but finally we made it. I dropped off Ed at his car, who most of the drive was trying to convince the rest of us to go to a bar and get whiskey, but we politely declined. I then dropped off Tom and Don and drove home. I began to relax a bit more. I had some weird distortion effects happening, but nothing that really got to me. I made it home with no problems. At some point during the show, I remember saying to myself that I'd be back in bed by 1.33 a.m. I slipped into bed at 1.31, two minutes early. As I lay there pondering the day's events, I was moving my eyes, and closed or not, tracers of color would follow. I don't know how long I did it for, but I painted with my eyes until I fell asleep. It had been almost exactly eight hours since I stood in the bathroom of a bar and took LSD for the very first time. I also knew that it would not be the last time. Sounds like a hell of a story, PJ. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I got I, I got one more too. Um, and PJ too. We're probably gonna be getting another one because he just went to his second show, didn't he? Opening night, yeah, Wisconsin, yeah, and it was funny. The I, him and I have been corresponding a little bit, and the excuse me, the text I got back from him after the show was like, "Had a great show last night. I'm still putting the pieces back together. I'll get with you guys in a couple of days." So it sounded like he had a good time. I really like something about people being plastic. I'd like to get <laughs> yeah. to on her on. You were, you're always talking about people being on, um, like, the man on the street, woman on the street. How about um, hearing from Gina for the opener um, of Dead & Company? Well, we got to talk to her. You can't. I, I'm all for it. I'm just saying. Hey, Gina, send us a file or come over and record it. Yes. Let yeah. us know. I got one more, too. And look, I have a really bad memory, guys. I may have read this on the show. I don't know if I did. It's from Sammy, and I'm going to read it anyway. And if I already read it, then just sit back, relax, and enjoy the soothing sounds of my voice. So here we go. Hey, y'all. I'm loving your podcast, and I've been inspired by other listeners to share my coming to the dead story instead of coming to Jesus. In a weird way, I feel like I was always supposed to be a deadhead, but it took me 36 years to figure it out. Neither of my parents are heads. But as a little kid, I loved the bears and the roses and the rainbow colors and even begged my mom to buy me a shirt that had the bears and terrapins singing around a campfire. I can also vividly remember exactly where I was when I heard on the radio that Jerry Garcia had died. For the record, I was 14, spending the summer with my grandma in Florida, and we were driving in her 1978 Dodge Magnum that didn't have AC and it felt like sitting in an infrared sauna. That's a funny memory for a terrible thing. I distinctly remember feeling like I should be upset about all this, but it didn't, but I didn't understand why since I barely knew anything beyond touch of gray. Fast forward three and a half years to New Year's Eve, 1998. I was hanging out with my ex-boyfriend at his friend's house and it was just the three of us drinking beers 
and sharing a cigar, tobacco, in his friend's garage. He had American Beauty on repeat all evening, and I was really into it. I asked what we were listening to and was shocked to learn it was the Grateful Dead. I always associated them with the rather aloof and kind of intimidating burnout stoner kids wearing Junko jeans and fish shirts, and this was nothing like I expected. Imagine how thrilled I was to find the cassette in the discount bin at our grocery store shortly thereafter. I still have no idea why our grocery store sold music. Over the next 20 years, I would go through cycles of listening to them a lot and then shelving them for a while. I never thought of myself as a serious enough fan to be a deadhead. Though I... Though I read So Many Roads and owned the Grateful Dead movie, I used to only listen to studio albums and thought the live shows sounded sloppy, even Europe 72. Also, I've enjoyed cannabis since I was 18, and though I've proclaimed my hippie status since middle school, I didn't want to become a stereotype, so I consciously downplayed my interest. Well, last year, I saw that Dead & Company would be coming to my area, and considering how Bobby and the Rhythm Devils aren't getting any younger, I figured I'd see if the concert lived up to the hype. I was one of... I was one of the Florida shows that got pushed back because of John's appendectomy, but I think the new timing worked out better for me. As soon as I sat down in the arena, I immediately understood. There was a palpable feeling of community in the room, and the music hadn't even started yet. I'd gone sober because I was there alone, but soon after they cranked up the show with a fantastic St. Stephen. I got offered a joint and decided, well, when in Rome. Honestly, I had a bit of a natural high going off the collective vibe alone, but the two puffs were more than enough to lock me into the synchronicity of the room. I was so open, I could feel the energy of 20,000 people shift with each song. It was pure magic. I actually got overwhelmed by the feeling of so much energy and had to leave at the set break before the second set. But even walking out, I knew I'd be back. Side note, I've done that shit myself. I've bailed on a show halfway through because I was tripping the fuck out. Just saying. Um, Cal Expo, 1991. That was about two and a half months ago. And I've turned into a huge deadhead now. I got a dancing bear decal on my car, <laughs> bought the kind veggie burrito cookbook, and have almost exclusively listened to the dead and related bands every day since. Part of me wishes I'd opened myself up to them sooner, but I think there were some things that I needed to go through first before I could truly appreciate what was going on. It's been such a joy to find your podcast, especially since I've already been listening to Duncan for years, too. So thanks so much for what you do, and just keep on trucking. Much love from Florida, Sammy. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Sammy. Sammy. Yeah. Florida. That is a... Uh, That's sweet. Really, really sweet, well-thought-out, cool letter to get, man. Yeah. I. That's what I'm talking about, about light in my fire. Like, I'm really into words, um... And I, you guys, the best words. <laughs> well, my words sometimes aren't the best. That's why I like words, <laughs> because when somebody can put them that's together, why you hang out with me? That's exactly. But when somebody can put them together like that, Sam, like you hit it out of the park. What a great story! I was, I was there with you in that '78 Dodge. Like I was feeling that infrared sauna. So, thanks so much for blessing us with your awesome letter. Yeah, guys, and. Just so you know, and I think I've said this before a bunch of times, and this will probably be the thousandth, but we read every single piece of correspondence that comes to the show. I'll sit on the porch at night and read to everybody out here, and 
either me, Mel, Apple, or Justin will get back to you. So if you've got a, sh- a story to share, uh, you just want to tell us something, hit us up, nosimpleroad at gmail.com. And you can also get to us through the website. There's a contact link on the website. Um, on the website, too, at the top in the menu is the family tab. And that's where you can see the 20 most recent uh, Instagram posts. So when you post on Instagram or you're posting on Facebook, hashtag no simple road and hashtag found family, and it'll show up there. Uh, and what, Apple? I was just going to say. forward. You're doing the lean forward thing. I'm doing the lean forward, so I'm on the mic. I love it. Um, you guys didn't know this last night. I was drinking a little, but Dar- Darwin said to me that he'd like to respond to the next letter that we get. So, really? Who, yeah. Whoever writes in next will probably get a special response from Darwin. He might. <laughs> okay. He says things sometimes that aren't true, so just know that. Yeah. He's, he's kind of mean sometimes. He can, be, he can be a little dicey mm-hmm. is, is the way I would describe Darwin's yeah. personality. But dicey. He, and he wants to be more included, so write in. You might get a special yeah. response from Darwin. So... That brings me to the Eugene Deadlot. So this is the last week for submissions for this contest, guys. Um, Yeah, this is the last week. Um, Whoever we select as the best or most interesting story is going to be on the show in the lot with us in Eugene. So send your submissions to nosimpleroad at gmail.com and in the subject of the email put Eugene Deadlock Contest so that we know that this is a submission for that. Um, I'm. Why don't you think I should end it now? Because time periods that you have to like oh you have to do it by deadline like the Eugene deadline what if somebody sends us a bomb ass email that day then they did it too late (laughs) (laughs) wow I I just want to have time to be able to schedule it with them and and work out the details so that's the reason for the deadline so all you out there maybe I'll keep it up another week or two but send them in and um, yeah that brings me to the Eugene thing we are going to be in the lot in Eugene doing a live podcast. And it's our first on the road, no simple road thing. We're going down the road. And I'm on the feeling no really good. Feeling good. And I'm fucking excited, man. Me too. This, this is going to be so cool. Like, I don't know. You guys, just we come by and say hi in the lot. We j- um, I just read, Chris, you know who you are. I read your email today. Um, and <laughs> right on, <laughs> Oh, Chris. my gosh. I was cracking up. You're such a funny dude. And thank you for um, making me crack up first thing in the morning. And thank you for being fucking organized, man. Yeah. Look, okay, so, so yeah, he's Chris like a is, prepper yeah. for this. And, like, yeah, I couldn't have asked for better help on this trip. Chris is has been on the show. This, If you want to go back and listen <laughs> to his episode. Episode. It's it's Chris Hebe and it was a great episode. it was a fucking great episode. Really good episode. Digging the trip log with Chris was the title of the episode. But anyway, Chris is coming to the Eugene shows with us, and look, or how about if we're going with him? we're going with him? Yeah, and <laughs> we are not. The, I mean, we plan stuff, but we're not like. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to eat this afternoon. And I. Aaron plans stuff. But I don't plan like that, dude. <laughs> no, you don't. No. I'm just saying, like, you get. Stuff I, I, I'll get ready the, I'll get the basics ready. I'll go. Chris's we got a game is way stepped up. Yeah. That's, that's what. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll plan it to the point where, like, this is where, this is where we're staying. And, <laughs> and we're going to be there for this long. 
Yeah. And then be, anything else that happens in between now and then and what happens there, I don't know. But Chris, your email was so rad. It was like, what are we going to eat? What time are we leaving? Like, who's bringing the guitar? Who's <laughs> what's our ritual going to be like the morning before yeah, the we, show? What's our intention going to be? Yoga, breathing. What's the yoga session going to be like in the morning before the show? Like, fuck yeah, man! Oh thank you for thinking of everything. Yeah, thank you for being diligent like that. I appreciate it. So. That's what's going on with Eugene, guys. So come by and say hi to the No Simple Road crew in the lot in Eugene. I know that there's people out there that are listening right now. I know. There's people out there that are listening right now that are going to be at the show. So we'll have banners and we'll be selling shirts and pins and doodads and whatnots and hoo-hahs and wingdings. And you should come by and check it out. With or without the Whisker Biscuits. Maybe some Husker Do's and Husker Don'ts. And with with or without the Scooter Chaser. That's right. So, uh, Patreon. Wait, before before business, one last thing. We need to give a shout out to our, like, new brothers over at Fear of a Craft Beer Planet. To Rob and Jay and Richard. We've been listening. Yeah, they've been listening to us. We've been listening to them. Guys are super fun. And just they do like us, they wing it, and they do it from breweries and stuff, and they're they're just super fun. Yeah, they're even if, you, if you're not a beer drinker, it's still interesting. I don't drink beer, oh. and, and that's not my bag. Guess but, what? What? Aren't they? They're part of the loop on the Osiris yeah. podcast, podcast network. network. Yeah, the Legion of hey. Osiris podcast. Hey. They, they're really fucking funny, man. And it's it. funny that their dynamic kind of mirrors ours in a lot of ways, like their friendship and who they are and whatnot. It's, it's fucking hilarious. It is. And those guys... They have you, a definite you like could, comfortability yeah. with each other, which is really fun because you can jump. It makes you comfortable to listen to them. Yeah, and if you want to have a good entry-level episode for them, go check out the Tom Marshall. They interviewed Tom. The lyricist from Fish. Yeah, that was and great. The head of our net, one of the heads of our network, and we did like a, when we did a live video with 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 yeah, Rob. We were on IG live last night after the show. <laughs> it was fun. So it was silly. The first time we'd like done that. Um, but yeah, th- those guys are awesome, and and also check out Broke Down podcast. I think you know what? Seriously, like Osiris has some good podcasts on it. Oh yes, and Stranger Stopping Strangers, solid show, man. Stacy's kicking ass, and Fear of Craft Beer Planet. That's fucking amazing broke down podcast under the scales like i'm super proud to be part of all of that i think it's really cool yes so and thank you for reminding me about that apple yeah we're growing um, and getting stronger and getting to know each other and speaking of growing cool. and getting stronger guys patreon.com oh, forward slash happened. no simple road we have had some amazing folks sign up in the past few weeks at hair of the wolf Christoph, so it means a ton when anybody signs up for patreon like i get misty-eyed every time i see one of those things coming through like you have a new supporter it's like holy shit somebody believes in me yeah. like, it's fucking cool man Christoph is the one that drew our um our skull VW. family no 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 that's wicked awesome oh he drew he drew the um van logo for us and he also did a lot of the art for the chris robinson brotherhood and raven's reels almanac and uh man to have that like him supporting us it's just cool it's like i don't i can't explain it it just meant a lot to me man and i appreciate it christoph thank you brother at derek r and you know who you are i'm not reading your guys's last names 
because, you know, whatever. It's not cool. And Walt and Becky H, you guys too, man. Thank you for signing up on Patreon. You have all single-handedly furthered our goal of manifesting freedom from corporate America and we are one step closer wow. to reaching that goal. So means a lot. Ew. I don't know if you guys heard that. But there, my my sister-in-law's dog is here and it's this little yeah, lap dog. Uh, okay, whatever. I don't claim him. But he just made oh, a gross little wow. noise. Oops. You guys see this cute little dog and you he doesn't hear what like he just me. Said. Aaron doesn't like him. You guys they don't, don't listen like to him. They don't like it's, each it's other. It's a mutual cool not liking each other, but I really think that Jack is hurt by Aaron's um, snide remarks. I don't think he is. I think I think he's fueled by uh, it. Uh-uh. Every time I try and pet him, he tries to bite me. When I, I walk in my him. own house, he barks at me. We got beef. Aaron but he loves everybody else. that kind of behavior. Oh, shit. Anyway, you wonderful Patreon people, thank you for signing up. I appreciate it. And... For all of you out there, like, that's how we do what we do. That's the way that this family comes together. I know, like, a dollar doesn't seem like it would make that big of a difference. In you know, it's like, it's not going to make or break them if I give them a fucking dollar. Who gives a shit? But I'll tell you what, man. Like, it does make or break us. It does mean a lot to us. It's it's how we're keeping this going. And by you supporting us, it it's making the show grow and it's helping other people find out about it and it means everything to have your support and it's making us weepy eyed every time one of you do it which yeah. is a good thing so Tears send us a cute dollar through patreon uh, a lot of people have been doing that yeah man you guys are fucking rad and let's just talk for just a minute we're already like 20 minutes into this intro but who gives a shit high sierra music festival mm-hmm. july 5th <laughs> through the 8th in quincy california Chris Robinson Brotherhood, Lettuce, Spafford, Twiddle, Sturgill Simpson, String Cheese Incident, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong, and on and on and on. Rust no liquid. simple r- rust Icky liquid set. test. Yep. No simple a lot road of good music. is going to be there doing our thing. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> so excited. Ow. And it's the week after Dead & Company. This summer's so fun. It is. Yeah, man. This will be yeah. This will be our first festival. Yeah, Deadlot is going to be our first live podcast, and High Sierra is going to be No Simple Roads first music festival. So yeah, guys, we are doing the No Simple Road family reunion at High Sierra Music Fest. If you are a listener to this show, you are required to come <laughs> and hang out with us. It is not a request. This is a requirement. You have to come hang out with the family at High Sierra. We're going to have a camp where you can come relax. We'll have water and and sunscreen and chapstick and candy and I make kick-ass coffee. And yeah, we'll hang out together. Murph's making Rice Krispie treats. Oh yeah, that's true. And they and they'll be safe, family safe for everybody. For everybody. Yep. Yeah. Unless you regular don't like Rice Krispie treats. Or- yeah, Marshmallow. Unless, you have, unless you're you have, allergic like, to rice. Allergies, I'm sorry. Unless you don't like goodness. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you want them, they're safe. Are yeah. we gonna add apples? That's just, no, got yeah. both feet in his mouth now. Well, no, what? How are you even talking? Oh, there we go. It's better. <laughs> there, There's one out. foot out. I, I, I don't keep the other one in. Okay. Just what saying, were you gonna say? I don't know now. 
Jesus, <laughs> Apple man. grabbed the mic with such authority. I know, like he, he was like, got, a, like all purposeful, like. I thought Aaron was getting ready to start something, but and then it, I did start something. No simple road, bro. Oh, okay. What's up? Woo! Want to go? <laughs> Want to go, man? Yeah, where are we going? I don't know. We should plan it though. All right. Get, get a hold of Chris. Okay. We'll <laughs> <My laughs> get him on our itinerary. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be there doing our thing. No Simple Road Family Reunion at High Sierra Music Festival. We're going to be getting some interviews with the bands there and doing our thing. We are going to be doing a silent auction uh, with some art from Absorb and Exhale, uh, Zaz Corp, Wicked Awesome, and a Dr. Bronner's soap package that is fucking awesome. Amazing. Which is awesome. Yeah. I just have to tell this story really quick because when we were talking about like um, any kind of a sponsorship, I was like, you know, I don't want just random dumb sponsors, but I would love for people like the sponsors that like of stuff that we really use. So Aaron's like, well, what's one company that you would think of? And I was like, I don't know, like Dr. Bronner's. And it was just like a random thing. And then Aaron emailed Dr. Bronner and he got a response and they were like no we don't really do sponsorships we take that money that companies would naturally be investing in stuff like that and we literally give back to organizations and foundations that we like and choose ourselves and i was like that's so rad so then we decided to do this thing at high sierra and aaron was like i'm gonna reach out to dr bronner's again and ask you know what if you don't do that maybe you can donate a product well what do you know the freaking lady became a listener out of that email and also sent us a care package with every different kind of Dr. Bronner soap you could ever want and soap bars and I just find it really freaking amazing that this story is like so many things like they couldn't do their their you know they couldn't sponsor us okay fine but then they found a way and then they started to even believe in us by listening to the show so i just want to say thank you for all the really cool stuff that's been coming out of this and um mary and um helen um and mike Mike, thank you so much for those freaking amazing donations like when we uncovered each one of your packages that you sent for this like almost tears literally like those beautiful a lot of crying and diapers around (laughs) yeah you you guys are turning us into little babies (laughs) i don't know i haven't cried you're crying i'm not crying crying. you're crying wow (laughs) yeah whatever so yeah thank you that's good i'm glad you brought that up mel that's that's and that's something like you said that's that's something we believe in and use and like yeah i didn't know that there was that many flavors of dr bronner's oh my gosh amazing they're not yeah. flavors. They're scents. Don't eat it. They're flavors, right? It's not a flavor. Don't eat it. Well, it's a scent. Is a flavor. Yeah, it's a right. scent. They sound. They sound like they good. Sound it's flavors. a scent. Yeah. They're both. I, I would not like recommend bar, eating so. it. Do but. not eat Doctor like Bronner's soap. Safe. Okay. I'd eat Doctor Bronner's before Ivory. I mean, yeah, but still don't eat it. Yeah, I agree. Don't so, eat it. Ivory calcifies your pineal gland. Shuts <laughs> okay, down so the we, we all agree to stump mouth. It'd be a good soap to wash your mouth out. Why don't we get to the real introduction of the show? Yes. With these little cuties sitting across. Here we go. With these. Cute green eyes, all delight. They're, well, they're not green. They're hazel. Yes. They, Whatever. They truly are hazel. It's green. They change colors with the season. So Ryder was our little um, ring bearer. Ring bearer at our wedding twenty years ago. Twenty one. Oh my god. No, no. Our wedding anniversary is next February. 
Okay, so. since you brought it up, you need to put that picture up. Oh, we will for the episode. That'll be the, the yes. picture of the episode. Him and Sydney. Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, Ryder. What happened? You were so cute. He's this cute no. little <laughs> toe-headed kid. I've always been the most adorable. <laughs> I, I don't think you've always been the most adorable. I, okay, no, been, like, you were cute. No, I was the well, cutest baby. I was the cutest baby. <sighs> See what happens, man? One episode. Look at I've you. always thought I was the cutest baby. You can blame my that mom for true. that, because my mom always told me I was you the were, cutest you baby. Cute. I was the cutest baby. Anyway, guys... This is the little bit of writer's story. It's hard to encapsulate 20 uh, some odd three years into a one hour podcast of experiences and lifetimes and journeys and trips and vacations and parties and whatever. But I think you guys are going to enjoy this. What, Apple? You look like you're just... I forgot what he's going to... Again? Just the... the Right. Oh, the fun part. But he was oh, always the fun yeah. one. Go back like to, that's showing right. showing up at the pool parties at your guys' house when he was a little mm-hmm. kid. He'd show up. All the other kids be kind of mealing around the pool. Fucking Ryder show up. Cannonball. Boom. Party on. <laughs> Fuck, da, 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 da. And nothing's changed. And so, yeah, no. he's he always brings the fun to bunk, and funky the and everything. <laughs> he's the total comfiest. When we go to concerts, me and Ryder, he's my buddy. He's my stand up couch. And I'm a cuddle oh, buddy. Mm-hmm. He's a stouch. He I'm we a have stouch. a new word. <laughs> Ryder the Uncle stouch. and the stouch. Uncle the and the stouch. <laughs> hey, that's a good name for We're going to start our own podcast, and it'll be Bunkle Uncle and the, and the stouch. stouch. There you go. <laughs> Look for that coming on Apple Music, Google Play, Stitcher, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to get on Spotify. <laughs> Don't get me started, dude. Do not. Oh, the, the discount bin right. at the grocery store. Yep. I can't. I, I, right. you Spotify. Okay. Hi. Yeah. Love you guys. So, I apologize. So they're going to come begging to us. Here, I'll do it. So without further ado, <laughs> come on. we bring you Ryder Holiday. Everybody has their, excuse me, everybody has their coffee. Yeah. And has smoked a joint. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Say hi, Ryder. Hi, Ryder. No. Oh man. You did it wrong. Hi, Ryder. Again? Yeah. Shit. Hi. There we go. So that's Ryder, everybody. Ryder is my nephew, and he moved up to Portland with us. So let's see. How far back do we want to go? Um, Fuck it. When I punched you in the chest when no, you were no. five? No, no. We already told part of the beginning of... My story. What do you mean? Okay, fill me in, because I don't remember. We already told about how my sister died. Oh, well, yeah. We might as well go back that far. (laughs) Okay. So, when Ryder was a baby, um, his older sister was killed in a car accident Mm -hmm. on her... How many years apart were you guys? She was five. I was... It was... I was almost, almost two. Okay. And, um, gee, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so after she passed away, uh, his mom, my sister, had a really hard time, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'd go over there and hang out with him sometimes and pick him up and take him to my mom's house, his grandma's house. And he would spend a lot of time at our house growing up with our kids and 
you know, cousins, that kind of thing. Our family's weird. We have a very weird family. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not not close, but it's it's not together. You don't have to be together to be close. Okay. That's true. True that. Some people. This is a little bit like um, more history because currently it's, it's totally different. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about past um, catching you up to now. Like the family thing. This is literally 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, Ryder's 23 Three. now. And so, anyway, growing up, our house was like Ryder's second house. Yeah. And... The kids went to school Kids together. always went to school together. Mm-hmm. And as Ryder got older, um, he started getting into, like, the scene kid thing. Like, the emo <laughs> bangs yeah. in his face. Yeah. Scene kid, yeah, uh, so cute. I wanted you were to dye, so. I wanted to dye my hair so bad. Why didn't you? Mom wouldn't let me. Really? Yeah, my neither one of my parents wanted me to dye my hair. They were not cool with it. Wait, okay, <laughs> full disclosure <laughs> here. That a weird thing to like. <laughs> just saying, your parents. That yeah, that was that was like the only thing they were like hard. Like you're not gonna dye your hair black, right? Or, you wanted to, you were that kid I wanted from, to you were di- from South Park. I wanted to dye you were the my guy hair from South Park, yeah, the kid. Yeah, I wanted that, to dye my okay. hair black. Alright, so, yeah, as he started getting older, I, being the older, his uncle, and who I am, like, I'm like, how can I turn this dude on to the Grateful Dead? As he started getting you into music. You tried for a really, really long time. Did I? Yeah, like, since I was, started playing <clears throat> guitar. Yeah, I remember driving with you. Yeah, and like and putting on drums on. in space and uh-huh. being like, "You need <laughs> trying to, <laughs> yeah, you need to listen, you need to listen to these guys." That was exactly what and you were doing. Trying to explain like what drums in space is and what was going on, and you were just you would you were uh, what do you call it like amenable? Like you would sit there and be like, "Uh huh, yeah, it's cool, uh huh," but it was never like. Oh, it was never. It was. That. It wasn't until Pucifer was the first band that you showed me. Tool. Well, no, my mom had showed like listened to Tool, so that was like a thing that I already. What about Pucifer? When, I, when you showed me Pucifer, it was just one of the first bands that I was like, "Oh shit, I really like this." Green River. Yep. Or Green Valley. Green Valley. Yeah. Green, Green River Valley is a River. place in Green Utah Valley. where me and Apple spent the night and had sleep paralysis. Well, think- <laughs> <laughs> On meth. Ugh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> how do we get there? Oh, yeah. Pusfer. So the first time that we took you to a show was what? Was Rat, Rat Dog. Dog. So I had just graduated high school right that was 19 yeah you were 19 you were old enough for me to let you behind the curtain mm-hmm. 19 <laughs> what and, was uh, what was behind the curtain right uh, there was some shit everything else was behind the, <laughs> the rest of everything uh, yeah uh, it we went yeah we uh i don't even remember how that came up me going i do I don't. So, Rat Dog was playing Vegas at the Pearl. The Pearl, yes, at the Palms Hotel, and Palms has been a really big part of our children's and. You our guys life. went. We had fun time. Yeah, we yeah, had, we had fun good times time to there. a lot of shows. So, 
Rat Dog was coming to the Palms, and we had just gone and seen further. So that was like our our inaugural show back into the scene since Jerry passed. Like uh, one of the first, because I think we saw Phil and Friends. Well, we did me, you, and Apple by ourselves at the Palms at first, further. and then we took the kids to Rat Dog. Was it really that, I think that it was, soon? Uh, how far after? I don't. The timeline is weird, but like <laughs> I just remember that they were coming and. Sydney and her boyfriend at the time were going to go with us. Yeah. And I was like, well, if Sydney's coming to a show, then I'm fucking bringing Ryder too, man. Like, he's old enough to see what happens. Well, like, at that point, he really, like, he was always at the house all the time. Like, mm-hmm. he's, like, became our l- l- real kid. So we wanted to have all the kids, like, experience it together. And it was really cool because that day when we got the hotel room, it was Sydney's birthday. Mm-hmm. I remember that because she got the reason I remember that is because I lost her outfit and there's only one picture of her with that outfit and it's at that hotel um, the day that oh you lost it after she got to wear it yeah she got to wear it one time and that's it which a good outfit you should only wear one time anyway Um, damn I've worn this outfit like 50 times I don't I guess I don't have a good outfit that's not a good outfit I just remember. I was gonna say. I just remember our sacrament and us sitting around the table, and it was such a special time. Like that Mm -hmm. was a night. Well, well, I'll let you guys tell it, but that was a night where I saw Ryder just like he grew up. Yeah, you're telling the story. Well, okay, so we take our sacrament, we go to the concert, and we'll fill in the whole concert part later. But we um, come upstairs after the concert. And Ryder is just like he is off the I hook. S- like he's got so much energy, and he eyes. is okay. And yeah. everyone else <laughs> is just laid out on the floor, like can't, won't stand up or move, and ever. And I'm just like, I can't stop right. You can't expect me to sit down and not do anything right now. So I, so I, he takes off. Yep. And we're like, is it okay for him to be gone? And Aaron's like, yeah, he's fine. So he leaves. <coughs> Sorry, guys, I'm dying here. He leaves. Don't do that. <laughs> I know. And it's gone for like a good 30, 45 minutes. And when he comes back, he like busts into the door. <laughs> Literally, guys, he like busts into the hotel room door. I did. I. <laughs> tried we're to all make laid out. Entrance. There's like slow music playing. It's dark. We're all cuddling. And he busts in and is like, I know what I'm going to do for the rest of with the rest of my life. I'm going to be a counselor. I'm going to teach kids. I'm going to like he went on like a speech and it was fucking rad because like you could feel it. You could it's like he brought something in with him from the outside. And at first it was like a little jarring because, like I said, we were all in the mood. But then it was like listening to somebody like like freaking Martin Luther King or something like say this amazing speech about he knows what like he's tapped into this thing and he's like had the most amazing experience. And (laughs) why are we laughing? I found my special purpose. (laughs) He did. They've been described. The stories come come up a few times and every time it it does. That's totally what it reminds me of in, in the jerk. And I'm really dating myself right now, but like, I know, I know, you you know, anyway, what I want to know is like, so like I said, rat dogs coming. I want to bring you guys to show. We get tickets, we go and 
I've talked about this on the show before. Like that was the night Bobby was too sick to come on. Mm -hmm. So like we had all taken our stuff and we're starting to come on and the show wasn't starting and it was weird. And I, from the box, we were in like a VIP box and I could see backstage and I could see the roadies all clustered around and I, I had a bad feeling. And then they come out and they, they say that Bobby's not, gonna play well and you, but that rat dog is gonna still come on and do their thing you were visibly shook before they yeah. came out and said anything because it was like 45 minutes afterwards yeah after they should have started and you're just like we knew something yeah yeah you knew was something anxious. was up and i was like i was but like oh shit then rat dog came out and saved the day <laughs> yeah it was really Big time it was awesome but was it jackie green no, that was um, Jay Lane. Jay Lane, with, yeah. Was Jay Lane sang singing. that night, and he, wow, just wow. If if you guys like get on the re-listen app and can find that show at the Palms in Vegas, and I can't remember what year it was, uh, twenty fourteen, I think, because it was before Fairly Well, obviously. It's, yeah, yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, that's about right. At the Palms in Vegas, Bobby's not there. No, it's not the full rat dog. It's just the band. And there's an amazing Kim Ock was there that night and did uh, not Stella Blue. uh, Yeah, Stella Blue on the pedal steel. And it was he sang the song with the pedal steel guitar. It was fucking incredible. But anyway, so they say Bobby's not going to play. And. They're going to refund everybody's ticket money, and Rat Dog's still going to play. And now I'm high. Yep. And I'm not. And Ryder wasn't. And so Ryder says, I don't feel anything. And I, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't feel anything halfway into the first set. And everyone's just having this such a good time, and I'm still awkward and like everything's terrible and i'm just like i don't i can't i don't like this and sydney's spinning down there and i was like sweet cool like good for her yeah so I, just, I go to aaron i'm like i'm not feeling anything and he's like really and being like, a good uncle not even a little bit being a good uncle yeah and he he gives me another one yeah and i take it and maybe 10 or 15 minutes later i start feeling it and i was like does it would 10 minutes be? He was like, that first one isn't doing anything. I was like, oh, okay. So I don't remember the rest of the, sh- like the songs from the rest. Of- I didn't pay attention to the music. I remember dancing with you, seeing you dance <clears throat> and telling you, dance harder. The music will follow you. Uh-huh. I remember. <laughs> I specifically remember that. Dance faster and the music will follow it'll get just, just fill in the timeline i just had to know it was july 5th 2014 it was the day after sydney's birthday oh it was sydney's birth okay mm-hmm. it's all coming back to me now yeah don't you thanks think? apple yeah. and we had that bomb room every time we stayed at the palms we have a bomb room that was a cool room yeah <laughs> so double beds but i don't know like for me my first show experience was so overwhelmingly amazing right but for you and mel not so much well for a lot of people it's not no so well, but i'm just but you guys you live with me so yeah. i'm just I'm talking about you guys like for you guys not so much but like it took a while the po well the post show for like the the whole night was amazing well, yeah. it wasn't like it was 
a it journey. It was a it was a journey. We didn't we didn't just walk yeah, in there and be like heads blown start to finish everything's great but it was I remember a, when we talked yeah. about that before for them mostly it wasn't really the music it could have been almost any band it was the night together all of us being together family going and doing it it was a special night no matter what yeah, yeah. being able I think the first time I saw you get your face stolen completely <laughs> was Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Oh really? I thought you were gonna say Dead and Company. Yeah. Oh Dead shit! And yeah. yeah, Dead that's and Company right. in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the first time. That yeah, was, was the first time it. my head got yeah. stolen. Yeah. I remember. I remember that one, Ryder. That was. Yeah. I saw my thought merge with the music. I saw it happen. Like visibly. Yeah. Up in the rafters. Okay, tell us about that. Okay. I want to hear about that. I've never heard this story. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I was. I was doing that thing. You were like, if you make, you told yeah. me in my first show, if you move faster, it makes the music more. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then, like, I couldn't move all of a sudden. I was like, oh, I don't want to dance. Like, not like, don't want to dance. Like, my body won't dance anymore. So I just stood there staring at the rafters on a we had lot eaten of mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. A lot of mushrooms. And, and like, the air was moving and then it was moving to the music and then the air in front of my head was moving and then it was joining with the air from the music and it was all going together and it was it was magical wow so wait dead and company did that yeah wow like like actual magic <laughs> hmm it's funny what is it with you <laughs> <laughs> what what's so funny <laughs> You just want everyone so bad to have this intense experience, but we do. It's just not like yours. It's our own, and totally. it's totally cool. And it's it's great when it's with a band or when it's with the dead or when it's with nature or whatever. It's just great. Period. Yeah. It's also great when it's with yourself. Yeah. Oh my god! Of course. Yeah, I think though. Like I said, I remember that night. Uh huh. But the first time I saw you, like, groovy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else uh -huh. to say it. Like, groovy is the only way I could... Is after Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Yep. Because that night, they were there. you had an ordeal for yourself that I did. night. Like, we got to the show. Well, what was it? I forgot my... He forgot his ID. I forgot my license. I don't... I, I don't... <laughs> don't I forgot my light. I forgot my wallet one time at a concert in 11th grade. And I... That night, I had to drive back to my house and get my wallet. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. It's a thing that's never happening. And I hadn't ever since. And I forget things all the time. And that was the thing that I didn't forget. So I, like, prided myself on not forgetting my wallet. And, and I forgot my wallet in front of everyone. Right after you were like crushed, and we were. I like, was like, "Dude, don't worry." Right it, after man. he, so like we all got in a circle before the show. Wait a minute, but but see, like we we nobody knew that this interior monologue oh, was I going saw on. This. I saw uh -huh. it happening. You know, so we're just thinking like it's not that big of a deal. Like you just like you said, go back home and get it. No big deal. But he had a whole thing I, happening I did. already. I was like, "Fucking shit, man!" I had already <laughs> taken my stuff, and I was like, "God, I don't." want to come up in a goddamn uber i don't want to we had gotten in a circle and all taken our stuff and we were like handing around the water bottle and like yay showtime and then 
And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna go in. I'm going in. We were out smoking, and then he comes walking back, and it looked like somebody stole his milk money. I just well, and I just ruined in my head. I'd ruined the night for everyone else. I was like, now they're gonna have to think about this, and I don't want to do that. And what's a funny thing about this whole thing too is because Alex and I have talked about that night because Alex was there, and Alex was like, I was so excited. I know. He was was so so happy that that happened. Like that was the best part of his night was (laughs) getting to leave and have an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God, because I if I would have had to go back in that Uber by myself. I was. It would. It would. It would have ruined the whole night. And Alex was the happiest he could have been, and came. We talked to this lady in the Uber. Oh, that poor lady. No, she was into it. We were. She was like a super archaeology buff. Phrygian warriors. Oh man. Okay. Her and Alex went off for an hour and a half there and back because she. We were like, oh, we're gonna have. We'll go up and call a different room. She's like, no, you'll go up there and. Grab your stuff and we'll drive back. I'm your Uber both ways. And so we spent an hour and a half with this lady. Coming on to some really good stuff. I remember that too. Alex was like, I was talking to her at Mesopotamia and something or other. Mm-hmm. And the girl, like, it was, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the origins of of uh, female dominated societies. Oh, wow. And, and in, in like early. Uh, human history and that was, pre-human history that night though like was super special because it was like for everybody all the the like i don't know how to even put this close family is yeah. the best way that we're at that show together and when we the inner so, circle. So you come up and you're like yeah the inner circle that's weird to say but yeah it is and and so you come walking up and you're like you look so sad and i'm like dude don't worry about it just take an Uber home. I'll pay for it. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Go get your stuff. So we all go into the show and they came on about 15, 20 minutes later, maybe 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And they were maybe two songs in when you got, when you showed up. Yeah. And I remember like I was in the middle of like grooving really hard and I turned to the left a little bit and I saw you and Alex coming in the door like dancing into the door and you guys were okay so revolution not revolution yeah, revolution, revolution hall. hall it's a it's an old we've talked about it a few times it's an old uh high school high school theater and there's no lights in this whole theater except for the lights on stage and a light above Mel, Apple and Mel and, and Aaron and everyone else around. Like, that's the spotlight, and you can still see our whole crew through the light, but like, you guys are lit up. And I walk in the door, and you're just right there. And I was like, ah, I don't have to, I don't have to find anyone. I can just walk in, and the show's already started. Yeah. That, it was such a celebration when you was. guys got back. It was so cool. People were taking pictures, uh-huh. and, they, and the concert was going on, mm-hmm. and it was just so cool to see you happy and Alex smiling and we're all hugging and Chris Robinson Brotherhood is freaking jamming out like that was such a really good night for the show but I want to switch gears a tiny bit like so we've had all these amazing experiences like what was the thing that made you want to come out here yeah why so why did you move to Portland with why us? Did I move how did to you Portland? end up with us how did I yeah. <laughs> how did okay. you end up in Portland um when you you guys, I had been I before we moved up to Portland. I had spent at least every other weekend at your guys' house. 
and you guys were like, we're going to, we've decided to move up to Portland with Apple. Uh, and I was like, fucking sweet. Cause you guys had been talking about how much you love Portland and one day you're going to move up there and, or somewhere. And I was like, hell yeah, that's so cool. Can I, and I was like, and I'll have a place to like a landing pad to move up to port out of Vegas after I finished community <laughs> college was, was my goal at the time. And, uh, I hadn't even I hadn't even started I was not going to community college You are going I hadn't even started This wasn't me like Oh I started like last semester No Hadn't even started Had no plans to really start And I was like sweet And I got in the car And I was driving home And I was like that'll be cool I'll just say I'll be here I'll I'll go to bartending school I'll get my bartending license So I can get a bartending job And pay for community college And get stuck in college It's cheap Because I'm not going to get yeah, I'm not going to get student loans. I want to pay for it. And I was like, wait, I'll get a job at a bar and I'll be making good money. I'm not going to want to pay for classes. I'm already making good money. And then I'm just going to, and then this whole alternate life passed through my head. And I had a panic attack on the freeway and I had to drive, pull over on the side and just like, okay, no, oh, I'll go over to their house next weekend. And I'm going to tell them that I'm coming with them. But <laughs> I'm I, not going to ask. I I'm telling them I'm coming with them. <laughs> I, I can't remember, be I re- in this house. Ha- I remember city. when, when Aaron, Aaron called me kind of kind of panicky one day. When, when you're, you called me up and you were like, oh, man. I'm like, what? And you're like, I got to call Ryder. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And you're like, you're like, I gotta tell him we're moving once we had finalized everything. And it was like he felt, you felt like sad, kind of like, I gotta tell Ryder we're leaving, man. That we're moving. And yeah. That it's and, and then and then not too long after that. Oh, I mean, you call me up going, would you mind if somebody else goes along with us to Portland? I was like, who? Ryder and was like, hell yeah. Well, I mean, it, like I said, it's my nephew first of all, and second. He had been in our life like a son for. He was in our wedding. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a, it was a big deal. So telling him that we were splitting, we got to post some yeah. of these some of these kid pictures we've been pulling out recently. You guys have pulled out. You guys are right. My picture of you with your mitzvah. Oh, okay, we can put that one up. Sure, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Put that one up. I'm adorable. <laughs> so how did? What did you do after that? Did you come? I don't remember. I'm I'm no, not yeah, asking yeah. for the audience. No, I I uh, I the next weekend I came over to you guys' house and I was like, so what if I moved up with you guys? And what did we do? And you were like, yeah, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> Which is funny because we didn't even know where we were gonna live. No. But so now we just added a bedroom to our search. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. I think in that during that time too, we were really um like you were there all the time. Like you because you worked really close, so sometimes and, you'd come over and crash and, and then the original original idea was for me to move up with you guys and hang out until I could find a job and get an apartment. Yeah. Was the original original idea. Really? Yeah. I didn't remember that. I don't well, remember that. Yeah, that was like, no, he's gonna live with us. I, I can't imagine you not living here now. Yeah, I know. know. Getting your own place. Oh, my gosh. Because I wouldn't be able to get my own place. You'd have to get a roommate. Uh-huh. Some person I didn't know. That's weird. Yeah. It's not Vegas. I couldn't have afforded. Thank That's you. classy, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Classing up the joint. That was Darwin. Oh. Darwin. <laughs> Darwin. So, you tell us you're coming with us. <laughs> and... 
Look, uh, in the interest of civility, I'll just say your mom and dad and, and, and me and Mel, we don't have the friendliest of relationship. No. Z- s- plural. Um, so I was nervous about you. That was, you that were literally nervous. was no, that I was mean, my only concern. Yeah. I was I nervous was, about I you telling to, your parents you were I coming had to up tell here. Them. Yeah. I waited too long to tell my mom. Well, you I told her like did. a week before we I were leaving. That's dude. not true. I told her in May. And we left June. I told her early 13th. May. June, we left June, we left June thirteenth. I told her early and May. It wasn't I told May her 1st, a month and so a half. Was, <laughs> I know nah. I waited too long. I was terrible. I was scared. I didn't want to it broke my mom's heart and I didn't want to do that. Oh, you anytime, told her, you told anytime. Her after we got back from coming up here. Yeah. After we came to look for a house. Okay. Did was it after? Yeah, it was yeah. After. No, it wasn't. No, it was not. Because I had I told her I was going up there. That I, that was my deadline. I was like, I can't just so go we're up with them. April. Then April it was beginning of May, is right when we got back. How did it go we're, when? Right. Then I told her before okay. May. I don't know. Whatever. How how did it go? <laughs> did it happen at four o'clock or three thirty? Three thirty one? I don't know. I know. No, was I, it I, April? I'm sorry. Wait, I what color is the dog? It's blue. It's actually <laughs> no. The story is actually kind of funny because I had gone over to their house the day before uh, to hang out. And before I went out drinking with Caleb, because it was his 21st birthday. So I should be able to find out that way. Anyway. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Got distracted. Uh, <laughs> and so I went out drinking with Caleb for his 21st birthday. Wait, I had when to, did you do this? When was it? I had to Uber I had to Uber downtown to downtown. Do remember your to the Uber I don't. It might have been Eric. You, you guys are throwing me way okay, off. Sorry, I'm already sorry, too sorry. stoned, guys. I can't do this. Okay. I Ubered home. I Ubered from my parents' house to the strip, so I had to Uber back at the end of the night of drinking a twenty-first birthday's amount of alcohol, and I threw up in my parents' sink. And I thought that that was really like not like their bedroom sink, like a sink in their house. Okay. And I don't know why I had to specify. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that's good not the sink in the garage, in their room, <laughs> or in the sound, guest bedroom. I made it sound super personal, like it was just a, a bathroom you puked, sink. Man, I puked, come on. and I thought it was really funny because I never did that when I was in high school. Like I never did anything bad. I never came home drunk. I never. Yeah, did you anything. were. You like, were. I was a really, well. You were a pseudo good boy. I was. I was a very well behaved child. I didn't get good grades. Coming from the Shoot kid me. that he almost got fuck. expelled permanently from the Clark County School District. That's not even true. Oh That's really? A lie. You didn't. I did not get expelled permanently. I, I, I said almost. And I didn't get expelled from the school district. I almost got expelled from one school, and it was for bringing a. <laughs> Tiny little My Little Pony shank. <laughs> it wasn't a My Little Pony. Why are you bringing knives to school, I man? I didn't mean to. It was in my pocket from the from the winter before. It was the first day it wait, had wait. gotten cold. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We're, off, we're way we're way off track. You know, I wait, can't. Well, can I just get back to my 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 pony? It's well, no. It was a, it was a Polar Express. Uh, multi like little Swiss Army knife kind of thing. They were gonna they the were gonna kick Express. him out of school for that. Yeah, they were gonna send me wow. to behavioral school. My mom was like, "You're not gonna go send him to behavioral this good kid to behavioral school to go hang out with actual criminals and start doing drugs. You're not ruining yeah, my son's life." Yeah, he has life. to wait till he's 19 to move in with his uncle. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, so how did it go telling your mom and dad I, that you were coming up here? I. I'll be honest. 
I bitched out a little bit. What I waited say? till she was about to leave to go take my sister somewhere. <clears throat> I no, I I'm a I was a I didn't know this gutless guys. person. I couldn't handle confrontate confrontation. And that was the confrontation, and I couldn't handle it. I'm astounded and appalled. I know you should be. I feel so bad for that. So did she flip out or what? No, she just went, ha, and then left. <laughs> what? It was terrifying. I felt so bad. Oh. I called her like two minutes later. I was like, what? Ha, Do you what? mean ha? And she was like, nothing, I'm not, I'm not mad. I was like, I just don't want you to be like upset. And she was like, or I don't want you to be mad. And she was like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> Which means she was <laughs> fucking <was> livid. Fucking <laughs> pissed. Ooh. I felt so bad. Well, you know what? It all it, worked out. We are great now. I love my parents. I go back yeah, you've home. Been back you've been back time. more than anybody more in than the house. Anyone else here. Yeah. And we have a great time every time I go back home. Yeah, so it was a hiccup. Sometimes in life, <laughs> we have to do bump. the hard thing to make things better. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm learning here. What's like you know? It's like no simple road. Oh, oh man, shit. come on! Is it? <laughs> Leave the low hanging fruit alone, Apple. Unintended. <laughs> do, do, do. I'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Try the veal. Come on, man. Sorry. Yeah, now I don't even remember where we were. Everything you gotta. Ended up being good. Sometimes it's. Sometimes oh, you gotta, you gotta do, do, do something thing. hard yeah. to, to. I wouldn't listen from a mother's perspective. Anytime your kid is leaving, you're freaking out. Hold on, there's a lot of sign language going on right now. <laughs> He's asking Apple for a smoke. It's just a little steel first. Sh- anyway, it's all falling apart. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. It was the best. It was the best thing I could have done. Moving up here was the best decision I made. I, it just sucks that it hurt my mom, but I wouldn't have lasted long in that city. The me that I was wouldn't have lasted yeah. long in that city. I would have totally changed. Yeah, it's and been it great to watch you grow into this today. It's really rad. Thank There's you. been a lot of change since so we much. got here, man. Oh, yeah. Like, well, geez. Physically, of course, that is a huge change. But then even just like your demeanor, like you're not all spazzy on the inside. You're super calm. Mm-hmm. And that spazzy energy was really, it radiated out. But now this awesome calm energy radiates out. Way less of a bull in a china shop. Yeah. Like yeah. you definitely like grew into your skin. He's like, he's like a best friend to me now <laughs> yeah. since we moved up here. Like best yeah. friend. Like Aaron's always drinking been, like, buddy. A, like a best friend brother. So now. Yeah. And me too. Like he's, you're always the one that wants to do like fun activities and do wood shop working yeah. and like painting and do shit. Um, I didn't do stuff before. Yeah. It's yeah, fun it's been to amazing. do things. You know, w- we went and saw Umphreys a couple Weeks ago. weeks ago, I say a couple weeks ago. It yeah. could be last week. It was. was the, it was, was two Fridays that ago. That was the sixteenth. Okay, not that last sixteenth. Uh, three Fridays ago, not last Friday. Here we go Friday arguing about that, time again. I know that. you guys are annoyed was, out there. It, it the really doesn't Saint matter. Patrick's Day. It was anyway. eighteen years ago. Yeah, where was it at three <laughs> fifteen? Sorry, guys, oh. just stay on the story. What? Okay, so to Alfred's. Yeah, and you and I were sitting on the floor. This is during set break. And I was leaning up against Melanie's knees and we were tripping really hard. And 
the first set had been amazing and we were just resting and drinking water and hanging out and you and i had this like heart to heart i remember yeah it was really cool yeah it was cool because i was in i was in my own world clearly but later on like days later aaron talked to me about it and it was really sweet because you made him feel really good and in turn, you clearly were feeling good about him. So yeah. it was just like a really cool bonding experience. It and was. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Like, if you're an example to somebody... Okay, let me, let me rewind. When? when you're an example to someone, when I'm an example, I a lot of times don't realize it while it's happening. Since Aaron has been an example to Ryder, he hasn't realized how much of an impact it's made on him. Right. And the verbal mm-hmm. acknowledgement from Ryder and what he said to Aaron really gave Aaron the true mirror to see himself in a certain kind of a light. And that is that he is actually not that person that he used to be like that old hepatitis 300 plus pound guy that hated his job that was just eking in away in life he's like this amazing powerhouse conductor that's driving this train creating this amazing show and blossoming all these young men around him because you know <laughs> we're just talking well I know that sounded weird yeah. sorry guys everybody was on it until that had it together it was, it was this I, is part of living with all guys and I, I accept it you, some of them you can't just let go that was I know okay so blossoming young men okay maybe that wasn't the best choice ever. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Uh, Do you want to explain yourself here, babe? I, I, no. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let that that's one kinda, go. That's kinda, I'm gonna take the high road. Yeah, the definitely don't epi- try and explain that one away. This episode now. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's <laughs> not. <laughs> you know. Go ahead, Mel. You gotta finish with what you were saying. My my end point was that. I, I'm sorry, you guys. It's hard to it's hard to regain uh, regain your composure after that. Um, basically, what it is is Aaron is getting to see himself for the true person that he is, and it's a really beautiful thing to see yourself as you truly are, not like thinking that you're something, not like remembering what you were, but looking at yourself right now today. And from a female's perspective, living with all these boys in the house. We, I came up here and these guys used to eat out 24-7 and it was snack after meal, after fucking dessert, after coffee drink, after a drink. And these guys have like slimmed down everything, not just their weight, but the way that they behave and, and act and watching them and being a part of this as, as the <laughs> only girl in it is fucking amazing. The thing that that you bring up that is important for me about that, like... You say being able to see yourself. It, when Ryder and I were sitting there on the floor, and he was saying whatever he said to me. What did he say to you? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll Ryder, get, I'll Ryder get, you say it after Aaron's done. I'll get to that. But okay. So when he was saying that, like, I was looking at him and Apple, and like seeing what he was talking about in them as a reflection of myself, so I could see myself in them, like an outward expression of yeah. an inward thing, kind of thing. And it just made it really evident and clear. Like on psychedelics, sometimes you have those 
mini epiphanies, those aha moments where, where it's like the thought and the feeling come together and create this visceral, like tangible thing that happens. And I had one of those in that, like, whoa, oh shit. We're like manifesting each other. It's crazy what's going on. And I told Ryder, like, I don't think it was that night, but I told him before, like, he has a certain peculiar, and I don't mean peculiar, weird, peculiar way that he takes care of me and the people around the house that's so sweet mm-hmm. and particular. And it's his very own style and flavor. Like, s- me and Ryder will forever be cuddle buddies. Yes. Period. That's cuddle buddies. That's it. <laughs> I feel one. I feel just safe. Yeah. With Ryder. Ryder makes me feel very safe. <laughs> There's and, some and, hugging going and, on, guys. I mean, safe, like, I mean, because he's a big guy, like a Viking. He, he's like <laughs> a shelter. Like, like, he's a yeah, shelter. But he's not a fighter. But And then also just safe, like, you can say anything, do anything, act so silly together like we all do. And me and him have done really good. When we first moved mm-hmm. up here, we used to drink, like, every night. We did. We had, a sample, a, we had a sample every beer in Portland, well, every it was vodka. A cool bonding <laughs> experience, it was, it was every, we, every whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> and now now we do it, like, you know, we not even every weekend anymore. Like, in fact, we in take fact, we've, time we've off done and we enjoy it, a lot it more when we do it. And we've only done it we enjoy, twice. We enjoyed mm-hmm. it last night. Yeah. A bottle and a half of wine. Last night was, and two weeks ago. That was the first time we've drank together in, like, a month. Anyway, that's why I want to put it. He, I think that's what we all feel with him. You feel safe. Mm-hmm. Feel safe to be living with him. Just in general. Like so, what did you, you say? What did well? What did you say? What did you first? say? What did you say? I first? Said, what did I, I say, say that same, you said? Same when we said it. Say. That night, the, we were, the concert. That when we were sitting on the floor. Yeah, I I told. Well, you were <clears throat> talking about. How it doesn't feel like you, I don't remember the t- words you use, but like deserved the attention that we're getting, you're, yeah. that you're getting and this show's getting. Yeah, it's weird. It. I was saying that it, it feels strange to have something that I'm doing receiving feedback. Yeah. And I, you had told me and Alex a story of like four or five, a few months ago. And it it really like impacted me about your annihilation. Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't really talked about that stuff on this show. No, we at haven't. All. Which is why I didn't know if it was like a. It's okay. Okay. I mean, we're gonna. I don't know if this is gonna come out before or after Jason's gonna be on, but when Jason's on, this is all gonna come out anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was part of a, or am part for the rest of this incarnation, part of a magical order and, uh, that has degrees. And one of the degrees is an annihilation degree. Every degree has its, um, requisite cycle. So there's, you know, um, the soul being drawn to incarnation. There's birth, life, death, uh, the afterlife and annihilation. And I went through all those degrees and what, what did I, t- I don't remember what I said. Well, you would, you had said that like right after it happened, your whole life went to shit. You got annihilated. You lost your house. You and Mel were having issues 
and and it was and it was fucked up for you for a while until uh you met that girl at Burning Man. Yeah. And and I f- dude, so that whole thing was like it was weird. I mean, in hindsight completely makes sense but when you're going through something like that a lot of times there's no perspective because you're still in it Mm -hmm. and while it was happening like so i went and i did this degree that symbolizes annihilation and then was super surprised that everything blew up right afterwards (laughs) you know and it was weird like just being alive was weird like when i would look in the closet at my clothes, it looked like somebody else's stuff. The feeling of like, that's my favorite shirt wasn't there anymore. And the music that I would listen to didn't do it for me anymore. And the reason that that impacted me so much is because that's what being depressed was like in high school and afterwards. What do you mean? Like that feeling, that feeling of not like total disassociation. Like this, like obviously this is my stuff, but my favorite thing, like I feel like shit. And usually when I feel like shit, I can go listen to my favorite song and I feel less shitty. Right. I mean, but like it, like it's a different song. It does nothing to you. And your favorite food, it does nothing. Just anything that made your life better in any way meant nothing to you. All the people, everything. And so when you told me that story and then... I had already kind of gotten past that, but it had shown me the meaning in it. I was like, fuck that. I don't need it anymore. I don't need that part of my life. But you telling me that story really showed me that it, I can use that part of my life to make me better. Well, that's the whole thing with like what we're doing 36 and two. 46 and two. Sorry. 46 and two. Like, I'm stoned. Me too. Tool. Sorry, Maynard. Whatever. No, that's the whole thing with 46 and two. Like, the shadow and shedding skin and making the two become one and all that. Yeah. That part of you that, I don't know, that, that you deny or finding that place to use that quote unquote darkness that's in all of us to integrate it with the light and well, it is real dark yeah no to be able to come out of that I get dark and light in my eyes is the same thing it, it's perspective because mm-hmm. the rain is bad to the homeless guy and it's amazing to the crops so darkness and light are matters of perspective as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. so those shadow parts of ourselves are can be the <clears throat> the lightest thing because well and and honestly like you guys talked about it when with me taking my caringness is one of my favorite things about like <clears throat> my empathy like I empathize really well with people and I I want to take care of people because of the darkness in my life like I can f- try to feel where people come from when they ha- when they're going through shitty parts of their life because I know what it's like to go through shitty parts of your life and i want to help them out of it because i don't want them to be there anymore energy and power yeah but so we were trying to get to sitting on the floor yes so you would 
And you, so yeah, you were you were down on yourself for not thinking you deserved all the, any of this, and you'd shown me that the things, the sh- even the bad things in my life make me worth whatever comes to me. And after seeing that and you saying that, I was, I was just kind of, honestly, I was like, what are you talking about? You don't deserve any of this. Like, you went through your shit. You did your stuff. The rest of what you get is for you. You earned it. You deserve it. That's what they're talking about when they say you need to do the work. Mm-hmm. That's fucking hard work, man. It sucks. Yeah. And it's always hard work. That Going through that was not fun. It wasn't cute. You were there. And you went through I it, went too. Through my own you version. went through it, too. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. still going through my own version. You know, I, when I left Las Vegas, I was on a high. I was at the height of my career. I was making excellent money. I had a fantastic clients that always that adored me and that I adored. I had some of the best friendships I've ever made in my whole life there. And when I moved here, it was like the magic carpet just got the record scratched and the carpet got pulled out from under me. Nobody knew me. Nobody gave a shit what I did or what I looked like or where I came from. And I had to establish all new relationships and somehow the same music didn't make any sense. And then, you know, I got laid off and then I had a couple of shitty jobs and it changed everything about who I thought I was in Las Vegas only to have another person emerge from that that's equally as successful in many different ways and yeah like i'm i'm still shedding some of those shadow parts or not even just shedding them but exposing them and and making nice with them make nice play patty cake Mm -hmm. i'm trying so (laughs) yeah we're sitting on the floor you, you you said you know man like you don't think that you do stuff in the world, like, take a look at me. Hey, Justin, here's your favorite part of the episode. <laughs> take a, take, I was just letting it happen. Take a look at me, man. Like, I've lost all this weight. That's because of you. I'm going to the gym. That's because of you. Mm-hmm. Look at what we're doing right now. That's because of you. I didn't get up and start doing that stuff on my own. I did it because I saw you do it, and now I'm doing it. And... From like an ego perspective, like you could think like that's an ego stroke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it wasn't for me. It was no, it was super well timed. Recognizing your, reality. Yeah, it was super well timed on your part. And it it and made I've, it made me feel okay with where I'm at. And I've honestly been waiting to tell you that for a long time. Aw. I don't even know what to say that. Was that. A perfect, no, that was a celebration of life that, that night. Was it was Wow, that was a really amazing celebration. <sighs> yeah. So. I think this is a really great episode just to, like, remind yourselves and the people around you just, like, how much you matter and how much of an impact you make because sometimes like we will really appreciate a certain gesture and we just won't rec we won't you know verbalize it not because um not for any other reason just because like oh like you know it's not that big of a deal or we don't think it's a big deal but like it's a big deal 
it's such a big deal when somebody tells you something genuine and caring. And even when it's criticism, the way that you say it can be so helpful and caring um, when it's constructive. So even more so if something's coming with love and in a sweet way and it's true and it feels good exactly it's it like feels a good hug to say or a those kiss. things yeah it, and it, it feels fe- good to have them said to you mm-hmm. both ways that reciprocal feeling and it it's not for the the simple fact to make someone feel good no either mm-hmm. there was information in there that i mm-hmm. needed that i didn't have prior to you saying that and like i said it, it made me feel uh, it made me accept where I'm at. And that's what I meant when I said earlier, like you have this peculiar way of taking care of people around you. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the way you cook scrambled eggs or help us carry groceries in from the car. Like, although I'm really good at, although you are good at that shit too. Yeah. I'm talking about that. And that's a gift dude of like being able to, to, empathize and be able to say the right thing and it's cool to see to your like magical stuff happen like with what you do with sigils and whatnot Mm -hmm. how it's natural and like when you started doing and i said this before on the show like you started doing it and i was watching and now everybody knows like I, i know about that a little bit but like yeah I didn't say anything. I just kind of let you do it. And I thought you were reading books. No, I just, I'd always liked, I'd always had a thing with fire. Not, not like, not like I'm going to light everything on fire, but like, no, you, you had that thing where you're going to light things on fire. Dude. <laughs> not everything though. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I'm going to burn everything down. It was, it burn it down to the ground. It, I'm not a spiritual person, person, but fires where I let myself be spiritual. I, Okay. I beg to differ with your last statement. No, no, no. Before, when I oh, was, okay. when I, before any of this had started, when I was in high school and fire yeah. was the only yeah. place I'd, I'd, I was well, like, this is life. Think it's, about everything that fire symbolizes and what you went through as a kid. Like your childhood was not Ozzy and Harriet. No. It's family ties. I'm trying to bring it into this, the Cosby show. Help me out, guys. I, uh, uh, damn, I'm working my way forward. Silver spoons. I don't know. Uh, I family. The, I'm too, really old. I'm too God, damn, young. Damn, I'm old. The Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. <laughs> I still didn't watch that either. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't nuclear modern, nuclear, family. modern well, family. Modern family. It was really hard. Yes. And I always say, like, you out of everybody that I know would have every excuse, would have every excuse to grow up and be a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the first person to say that. Yeah, but you're not. You're the antithesis of a serial killer. You're a serial lover. I'm a serial lover. And I'll take that. I love that that you knew enough and you had enough presence of mind when you were driving on the freeway in Vegas when we told you we were going to split like fuck that you guys ain't going without me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I appreciate that me too and god man like think of how much has changed in two years oh my of god. being here what's your favorite thing about being up here and how you've changed how I've 
I've fully and completely learned to love myself. Oh, it, it was. It, it was found a yeah, purpose. I found my special oh. purpose. I did. No, I, <laughs> no, no. Sorry. No, I'm it's sorry. not. You're not wrong. This. Remember, Ta- guys, we place. can't be si- too serious for too long. No. We can only be serious for like a minute, and then we throw some salt yeah. in there, and and then hug. Got, yeah, <laughs> gotta keep it a little light. Gotta keep it light. That's yeah. it. No, but that's an awesome. But yeah, that's really it was cool. this town, ta- this air, this forest is giving me the. Mm-hmm. Like the like, it's harder to not want to be good here like back in vegas you can let yourself slip into whatever habit you have and just yeah and just live in that yeah like you could just slide into the dark mm -hmm. into the corner and just yeah you don't want to be outside you want to go home it's either too hot or in the winter you can go outside for a little while but then like you're just walking on asphalt and there's Meth heads everywhere, and you just don't want to be outside anymore. Well, yeah, so, (laughs) wow, (laughs) far out. So now we're here in Portland, and you're part of No Simple Road. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Every day is being... Yeah, not just a part, like, you do a lot, dude. Like, they don't don't have any idea what you do for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really cool, uh-huh. and well, I like it like listening. that. I like it like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. if they're listening, then well, just, that's it. Then, yeah. then you can listen because <clears throat> of yeah. Ryder and Aaron's. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, now everybody knows Ryder. I mean, we had been talking about doing this for a long time. It, what what had happened? What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York. A podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. And what was, happened was, Aaron, Aaron kept, I was like, we could do, we have a, an open weekend. He'd be like, we have an open weekend in like three weeks. What are we going to do? And I was like, we could do mine. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. I got this story backwards. We wouldn't have anyone. And he was like, oh, I, what are we, we gonna we're do? not going to, we're not going to have any, any guests. And I was like, well, we can do mine next. And then he'd be like, yeah. And we'd get another guest. And then we, like, we don't have any guests. And we kept getting more and more guests. And then we're booked <laughs> like a month and a half out. So today it just worked out. Yeah. And out that's good. what you guys got. Well, it gave us more experiences, like the Unfreeze Celebration of Life night. So yeah, mm-hmm. everything works out. Right? Yeah. So anyway, guys, follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. Check out nosimpleroad.com and hit up the merch. There's stickers and shirts. Um, you can subscribe to the newsletter there. And... What else? Hashtag No Simple Road, guys. Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. And that's where you can support the show. And look, guys, me and Ryder and Apple and Mel and Darwin really appreciate everybody that has signed up on Patreon. Yes. And You're all wonderful people. You guys are fucking amazing. 
and thank you so much. Thank it you guys. it really it does mean so the world much. to us. And I put a goal up there. Um, when we get to five hundred dollars a month through Patreon, we are gonna do an episode with just the Patreon subscribers where we're gonna do a live Q and A thing. Um, you guys will be able to we'll set it up so that we can talk uh live and you guys can ask questions and be on the show. Yeah. So yeah, that's a thing. So yeah, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That's where you can help us get to that goal. And we'll create more shirts and logos and stickers and pins and swag and cool stuff for we you have to a wear. Very cool logo coming. Oh God, man. I'm yep. so excited for that one. Yep, yep, yep. That VW van from Hair of the Wolf at Hair of the Wolf on Instagram. Badass. And so Jeremy cool. Chamel, yeah. we are super excited for the collaboration with our shirts and your beautiful dyes. We yeah, just gotta man. go get those. Yeah. So guys, have a good week. Give each other a hug. Say something nice to somebody. Yeah. You don't yeah. know what and it can so do for them. Say tell something to, that, tell someone the thing that you like most about them. The thing that they help you with in your life. Wow. Yeah. There's From your home That was the con. Babes. Babes? I said babes with a V. <laughs> babes. babes. Is that even a What's word? A babe? babe? That's what you do when you get in the bath <laughs> when you get in the bathtub. Get in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, you get in the bathtub. You babe. We love you guys. Make sure you bathe this week make, in the make bathtub. Sure, make sure you follow Ryder. I mean, like, like if you see him out in public, follow him. Yeah, like, he goes cool places. Uh huh. Cool to follow. Yeah. Sometimes, usually, right, I hang out at home. <laughs> Love y'all. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. Peace. Hey, this is Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters, and this podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics. Check them out for all kinds of new music, news, and information. Osiris.
I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!